BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. People might find tonight's program excessively narcissistic, while others might say that it's merely an image of itself. Either way, it's not recommended for schizophrenics. The play by Montrealer Arthur Samuels he calls Reverse Image. Yes, I was just over Where at the... Where the hell have you been? We're due at Tom and Gwen's in less than an hour, and I've been waiting here for... I'm sorry, Madge. I, I was delayed. Where do you want it, Mister? Um, uh-huh. just lay it up against the wall. Over here. Okay. You, you, you ready, Dave? No. What is this? Okay, fellas, that's fine. Oh, here's something for your trouble. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Good luck with it, Norman. If I have to ask sorry, you Madge, again... something I picked up at an auction. An antique. I might have known. Another addition to your junk collection? What is it this time? There. What in hell do you call that? An antique mirror. Spanish Rococo. At least 150 years old. Old? It's hideous. Get it up to the attic with the rest of your pack rat collection. All right, I'll get George next door to help me with it tomorrow. It's pretty no, heavy. No, Norman, I want that mirror out of my sight now, do you hear? And get a move on. I do not intend to be late for that party. Oh, 
I'm dizzy. <laughs> Look. Oh, I don't care what she says. It's, it's old, but it's beautiful. It has dignity. <laughs> what would you know about dignity, Norman Laramie? Just look at yourself. Yes. Look at yourself, Norman. What? Take a good look. What do you see? I'm hearing things. Perhaps. But what do you see? My, my own stupid reflection. Look again, Norman. Is that you? No. I mean, it's me, but... Somehow not. I don't understand. Who? What are you? I am Namron. Namron? <laughs> Sound familiar, Norman. Let's try an experiment. That black marker on the carton beside you. Write your name with it. My name? There. Now look into my mirror. See the reflection of what you've written. Damrod. Norman. Damrod. Exactly. The reverse image. And I am your reverse image, Norman. All the things you are not. But perhaps would like to be. I don't understand. Think about it, Norman. All your life you've shown uh, exemplary character. <laughs> you've been kind, generous, honorable, self-sacrificing, forgiving. Stop mocking me. And what have these sterling qualities ever brought you but misery? Humiliation. Despair. Stop it. All right. It's true. But what can I do? I can't help being what I am. Oh. But you can. All you have to do is change your image. What? Or become me. Namron. Your reverse image. All the things you've secretly dreamt of being and never dared to admit to yourself. No. You're not real. What am I doing listening to you? Yeah, Norman! I've got to go. Madge is getting furious. Of course, Madge. Your loving wife. <laughs> we don't dare keep her waiting, do we, Norman? <laughs> <laughs> that is fine. Tell him, Norman. Yes, another auntie. Loosely speaking, yeah. A mirror. Oh, yeah, what kind of mirror? 
Well, now, what would interest Norman? Obviously, the oldest, <laughs> Good old Norman, that figure. Don't be nasty, Tom, dear. I mean, why shouldn't Norman collect ugly old things if they turn them off? Well, it's an old mirror, but it's not ugly. It's, it's broken down. Oh, useless, like you know who. Madge, that's not fair. Whatever made you buy it, Norman? I bought it because I wanted it. Because I wanted it. Because he's somehow at the age of 41. Because he's the world's easiest mark, a prize sucker. Madge. I'd like to go home. Well, I'm good and ready. Meanwhile, make yourself useful. Get me another drink. Don't you think you've had enough? I've had enough of you. Take it easy, Madge. Look at him. One of the most brilliant research chemists around. That's what they were saying when I married him. So where is he today? Nowhere. Passed over at the plant by second and third raters. I hope so you're not referring to me, Madge. I mean, I felt really awful when they picked me over poor Norman to head the department. But it wasn't as though I wasn't qualified. Hey, dear, you know damn well Norman had it all over you, except for one thing. Gus, this is getting heavy, Madge. Let's Look at him. Have you ever seen such a born loser? Do you know what he told me the other day about people being decent? Oh, really? Tell us about it, Norm. <laughs> I said what I believe. That people are basically decent. Oh, oh. And that if you give them a chance... They'll to... walk all over you, right, Norman? He doesn't answer. My God, what a washout. Even in bed, in case any of you haven't guessed by this time. Madge, that's enough. Ooh, that was wicked, dear, even for you. Come on now, Madge. Aren't you being a little hard on old Norm? I mean, isn't he a prince among men? <laughs> Here, prince. <laughs> Come on, prince. <laughs> Madge, wait. I'd like for us to talk. At three o'clock in the morning? You've got to be kidding. Anyway, what is there to talk about one thing. Why you find it necessary to humiliate me in front of your friends. I thought you enjoyed being humiliated. I don't. Not by you and much less by them. Then why don't you ever fight back? You're so upright, so damn pure, you make me sick. Madge, please, not now. I don't want to fight. Of course you don't. Tom was right. You'd rather be whipped like a dog than be like a man. <laughs> Tom. That's something else I wanted to talk to you about. You're having an affair with him, aren't you? Well, how very perceptive of you. Yes, I am having an affair with Tom. And what do you propose to do about it? I'd like it to stop. You'd like it to stop? Well, Norman, dear, if you don't like it, why don't you just get out? I, I, I don't... Of course you don't. You'd never leave me, would you, Norman? You'd rather go on being the resident eunuch just to keep up the pretense of being a man. Madge, you're drunk. You don't know what you're saying. Oh, don't I? Well, you just think about it, Norman. <laughs> I'm going to bed. your intelligence, your dignity, your manhood. 
Don't you feel anger? Yes, but what can I do? Look into my mirror. I am what you are not. Between us, we can set everything right. How? Leave that to me, Norman. Just uh, change places with me for a, a little while. I can't. I mean, how could I? Even if I wanted to. Ah, there's the secret, Norman. All you have to do is will it. Or would you rather that things go on the way they always have? No. All right, then. I will it. It's already happened, Norman. There you are in the mirror. Now you are the image, and I... <laughs> this will be interesting. Remember your promise, Nimrod. You said it would only be for a little while. What I have in mind won't take long, Norman. That is a promise. Coffee match? God, yes. I feel like death. Oh, now. Breakfast on the patio. A marvelous morning. What more could we ask for? What are you so chipper about this morning? I feel chipper, as you put it. Well, try not to inflict it on me, all right? Why do you keep staring at me like that? Because you're a very beautiful match. Wait a minute. What's got into you this morning, Norman? You're after something, aren't you? Okay, what is it? It's really quite simple, my dear. I want to make love to you. What? It's your idea of a joke. I'm in no mood. I am mad. Norman, are you mad? Stop this. What do neighbors think? I don't really care. I want you and I intend to have you. Get away from me. Stop it! You are putting me on. Norman, your pathetic little Norman. I can't explain it, Gwen, but he's different. Suddenly, totally different. Oh, come on. All right, I'll put it to you in terms you can understand. I have never been made love to like that, Gwen. Never. He was absolutely masterful. And I... Oh, I was there. Hey, have you any idea how corny that sounds? Are you sure you didn't dream it, Gwen? All right, I'm sorry. It just doesn't sound like Norman. Has he changed in any other way? In every way. He's just not the same person. He's so sure of himself. So strange. Madge, this is only a thought, but could it be something he's taking? Some drug, perhaps. Maybe the effect is only temporary. Temporary? God, I hope not. That's it. 
Maybe I deserved it. And maybe this get-together will be just the thing to show them uh, how much I've changed. Madge, I don't get it. What the hell's happening? I don't know what you mean, Tom. The hell you don't. I mean with us. You've been ignoring my calls for weeks now. And you act as if you couldn't care less about, you know, about our being together. I about describes it, Tom. I couldn't care less. All right, give it to me straight. Is there someone else? As a matter of fact, there is. Norman. Well, come on, Norman, that basket case. I thought you needed a real man. Tom, darling, I have news for you. Norman, the new Norman, is twice the man you could ever hope to be. I don't believe this. People don't change overnight like that. Well, you'll have a chance to see for yourself, won't you? Tomorrow night, I mean, at the party. Well, Madge, this is quite a bat. But where's the pièce de résistance? Norman? Oh, he should be here any minute. He said he's preparing some kind of surprise. So it's a surprise party now. Well, I'm in no mood for it. Come on, Gwen, let's go. Oh, not on your life, darling. I'm enjoying this. I mean, how often does a wife get to see her philandering husband outmatched by, do forgive me, Madge, an ex-nothing like Norman? Ooh, touche. My, how the worm turns, doesn't it, Tom, dear? Shut up, Sydney. Look, Gwen, you want to stay? Stay. I'm getting out of here. Oh, but the party is just about to begin. Norman? What the hell is this? Where are you? I'm here, Madge. Well, not quite in the flesh, but I'm sure you can all hear me clearly on the stereo. Why don't you come out where we can see you, Norman? Uh, you're just as much a coward as ever. I'll be that as it may, Tom. The fact is that for all practical purposes, the Norman you all knew and scorned is not uh, immediately available. I am acting for both of us. I, Namron. What? Namron? What are you talking about here? Oh, now, you and Norman set this up together, didn't you? No, I swear, Gwen, I didn't. Then what the hell is going on here? Patience, my friends. It's all very simple, you see. Norman and I have a little account to be straightened out with each and every one of you. And you might say it's past you. Norman, please stop this. You're frightening me. Now each and every one of you in his or her own peculiar way has taken pleasure in mocking him, ridiculing him, betraying him. Oh, this third person singular thing is getting too ridiculous. Really, Norman, I... You, Sidney, 
You know what we mean by betrayal, don't you? You managed to get Norman passed over for that promotion by convincing them that he was unstable. A little too old for the job and an alcoholic to boot. No, it wasn't like that. I swear, Norman. The rest of you, there's no need to go into detail, is there? Each of you so often has gone out of his or her way to make Norman's life a travesty, a torment. Poor, naive, trusting, hopeless, hopeless Norman. Such an easy target for your individual and collective cruelty. It must have made you proud. Norman, darling, please. I, you know I love you. Yes, Madge. You love me. Namron. I wonder why. Could it be because I am as ruthless, cynical, decadent, and hateful as any of you? As Norman could never be? <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. Evil loves company. I've had enough of it. I'm getting out. Before you try, Tom, I call your attention to the fact that there are two exits to this room. Each of them has been very securely locked and barred from the outside. And now, dear friends, if you will direct your attention to the four corners of this room, you will see four large cylindrical objects. What you cannot see is that each contains a new chemical compound that Norman has been working on for some time with his particular genius. A compound with magnesium base and really remarkable combustive qualities. Oh, my God. Norman, Norman, now, please. with the aid of a simple remote control device, let me demonstrate. Fire one. Oh, boy. You're all impressed. Well, you should be. Each device is calculated to develop a heat of 5,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Enough to reduce a solid steel block. I tell you. Let me show you. Oh, no. No. Fire two. Three. In the preview, my friends. Soon you'll be roasting in hell. <laughs> well, Norman, mission accomplished. I trust you approve. Nemron, in God's name, what have you done? Only what I promised, Norman. To set things right. Remember? No. You tricked me. What you did was horrible and human. I would never have. Of course you wouldn't have. That's why you are Norman and I... You're evil. Of course. Your reverse image, remember? Only now you are the image in the mirror and I... Oh, I'm really beginning to enjoy this corporeal state, Norman. It's so less confiding. Nemrod, let me out now. As you promised. As I promised. Yes, well, 
You see the price of naivety, Norman. Did you really believe that I would ever change places with you again? Oh, no. I prefer things just the way they are. Damron? I'm going to leave you now, Norman. I hear a lot of visitors downstairs, and my continued presence here might prove a little embarrassing. So shall we say goodbye? No. Let me out. <laughs> goodbye, Norman. I will it. Let me out. Captain, I don't understand how the fire was contained in this one room. The rest of the house is hardly touched. Yep. This one will take some figuring. Never seen anything like it in my whole damn life. The medical examiner finished in there? Yes, sir. Eight bodies. Male, female? God knows. They were all burned to a crisp. Even the bones. Hmm. I, and, Captain, I think you better take a look upstairs in the attic. There's another one up there. Another body? What was it? Asphyxiation? No, sir. Well, what then? I think you'd better see for yourself, Captain. Over here, Captain. Sweet mother of Jesus. How could anything like this happen? Beats me. Almost looks as though the poor guy burst out of the mirror, impaled himself on the shards of glass. Took one of them straight through the heart. Doesn't make sense. Huh? Captain? What now? I, I, I just, for a moment, I thought I saw two bodies there. Oh, come on, Fred. It's probably the light, the angle of reflection and what's left of the mirror. Maybe. But I could have sworn I saw two of them, like, like twins. <sighs> anyway, whatever it was, it, it's gone now. in tonight's cast were Vlasta Verana as Norman and Namron, with Lynn Jackson as Madge. You also heard Timothy Weber as Tom and Diana Fireisel as Gwen. Philip Aiken played Sidney and the Fireman. 
and you heard Earl Pennington as the fire chief and the old man. The recording engineer was Gilles Laroche, with sound effects by René Lavoie and the production assistance of Jane Lewis. Reverse Image was produced and directed at CBC Montreal by John Jessup. The executive producer of Nightfall is Bill Howell. And now, here is a final word from your host. Hello again. Next week on Nightfall, we'll be taking you on a little nocturnal ramble through the graveyards of Ireland. I shake him off and I... I... God and Mary, help me. I can't... Break his grip. Carp is fixed on me like a... Saddled on a horse. Oh. Oh, Corn. I'm not forever. I go Kane and the Corp. The whimsically nasty classic story from the puckish pen of Douglas Hyde, dramatized by John Douglas and produced in St. John's, Newfoundland by Glenn Tilly. That's next week on Nightfall. Radio for especially dyspeptic leprechauns. Until then, careful of the edge. Ah!